welcome everyone to another week of Ramban Ala Torah. Obviously, this is the very beginning of the Torah and our beginning of our taste and our, and our insights into the Ramban on the Torah. It's obviously impossible to, to start learning without acknowledging what Klal Yisrael, what Am Yisrael is going through right now with the, the inhuman or more precisely, I guess, subhuman behavior of our, of our enemies and our learning together should be as chos for us and help HaKadosh Baruch Hu see merit in us and hopefully not make this go away, but grant us the decisive victory over evil that, that we deserve, and that would be Makadish Shem Shamayim Barabim. Okay, um, I'd like to do three Rambans today if we have the time. Two of them, without explicitly discussing it, or maybe explicitly discussing it, two of them related to the, the current situation. And let's start with the first, and it's the very first Ramban in the Torah. I should point out the Ramban wrote an introduction to the Torah. He wrote an introduction to each Sefer of the Torah. So there's an introduction to, to Shmos and Vayikra and Bamidbar and Devarim. The introduction is not to Bereshis, it's an introduction to the entire Hamisha Chumshe Torah. It, it touches on a lot of fundamental questions, but it's not really um, an introduction to Bereshis, so we're not going to do it. But if, if people want have time to do a special limud and to do the introduction to Ramana the Torah, you'll, you'll be wildly rewarded by it. It's fantastic. Okay, but let's start at the beginning. Everybody knows the first um, Rashi in the Torah, and the Ramban knows it as well, and that's where we start. The first Rashi, Amr of Yitzchak, Lo hayat tzarich la Torah ela me'achodesh hazelachem, shehim mitzvah rishona shenitztavu Yisrael. Right, the Torah really only had to start in Parshas Bo with the first mitzvah in the Torah, Umatam Pasach Bibreshis, Sheim Yomru Umotaulam, Listimatem, Shekivashtem Lachem Artsod Shivagayim. If the Gentiles say to us, You stole our land, Heim Omrim Lahem Kolharet Shalakarish Barhuhi, we say, No, it's God's land. Um and God can give it to whoever he wants. It's true. Originally, he allowed you to live in it. He gave it to you. And God willingly took the land away from you and gave it to us. So, you know, it's comforting. It obviously never works to tell Goyim that God gave us the land, but it's a, it's a comforting idea. Except, the, you know, the premise... Of the, of the Medrash that Rashi is quoting, the premise is that the Torah exists for halacha. Right? So if the Torah exists for halacha, it should start in Parshas Bo with HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodashim. But do we really agree with that? So the Ramban asks, and this is classic Ramban, almost every question that we have, the Ramban has. It, 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 it's just simple this way. So says the Ramban... V'yesh li shol, I often think in the Ramban is, it's such an obvious question. People in shul come over to me and ask me all the time, V'yesh li shol ba, gadol hu Torah b'breshit elokim. What do you mean? There's a huge benefit to, to starting with breshit. Ki hu shoresh ha'emunah, v'she'eno ma'amin b'zeh, v'choshev sha'olam kadmon, hu kofer b'ikar, v'ein lo Torah klal. A person who thinks that the world pre-existed the Torah is a kofar. If he doesn't believe that God created the world, he's a kofar. So what do you mean there's no benefit 
to the beginning of the Torah. What do you mean there's no benefit to Sefer Bracious? And the Ramad's only going to deal with the beginning of the Torah right now, but it applies to everything. How could that be? Vahatshuva, says the Ramad. There's an answer. Mipnei shema'aseh breshit sod amok muvan min mikraot. Says the Ramban. It's fascinating he would say this. Says the Ramban. No one understands Parshas Bracious. Right? Yes, it's written there. But who understands it? V'lo yivadal burav kabbalah ad Moshe Rabbeinu Yes, there are secrets of the Torah. But that's only available to people who have that Kabbalah from Moshe Rabbeinu. And people who understand my sabracious, people who really understand my sabracious, are not allowed to tell it to me and you. That's what the Medrash means. The Medrash means, why does the Torah start with bracious since no one understands it anyway? And I mean it literally. Rav Amital Zatzal used to say about Parshas Bracious. Okay, and that has, that has to be our approach. We don't understand it. What does it mean that animals were created on the fifth day? None of it means anything to us. And especially since there's more than one description of the Bria, and some people think everything was created on the first day, and some people think, you know, it was created twice, once by Minas Hadin, once by Minas Harachamim. Says the Raman, so what's the help in a parsha that no one really understands? What's the difference? Do we really understand how Chava was created? Do we, do we really think that God opened up Adam and made a woman out of it? Do we really think he was created with two sides? And then they sinned. Do we really understand why they would have eaten from the eight sadas if it was the only mitzvah that God gave them? We're not going to understand it from the psukim. Right? The dispersion of the people. But there is a tzorech. So what's the real question? So says the Ramban, We would have believed it without the Psukim. What's he referring to? Says the Ramban, if the Torah had just told us that Pasuk, God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh day, we would be in theory at least, exactly where we are now. Without all of the explanations, without all of the long psukim, we'd be exactly where we are now. Okay, God created the world. Okay, and, and some select people would understand more, would have received it orally from Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the question. And so the way the Ramban presents it, of course there's a value in creation. But since we don't understand it, why the explanations? And I answer the Ramban as follows. Vinatan Rabbi Yitzchak Tamlaza. What's the explanation of the Medrash? 
כי התחילה התורה בברשת ברא אלוקים, וסיפור כל עניין היצירה עד בריאת האדם, והמשילו במעשה ידו וחולשת תחת רגליו, אוקיי, וגן עדן, שהוא מבחר המקומות הנבראים בעולם הזה, all the details, and גן עדן, which we don't really understand, but it's clearly the most wonderful place in the world, נעשה מכון לשבטו, and God's resting place, all these things are true, and all these things happen, עד שגירש אותו חטאו משם, until אדם הראשון and חווה, Were, were forced to leave Gan Eden because of their sin. The Ramban is, is making a subtle point now. The first thing is, why do I need to know about, about Gan Eden? Well, I need to know that Adam and Chava were kicked out of Gan Eden because they sinned. Right? We don't normally think of the destruction of the world the way the Ramban sees it, but he basically says it's a technicality. The people sinned. God had to get rid of them. But he had to get rid of them from the whole world, which, of course, yields their death. But the point is, they had to get rid of them. Noach was saved. And then they sinned. And so they were caused to be dispersed amongst all the nations. They also had to be exiled. And so they lived in the places that they were exiled to. The way it worked out for them. Here's the point. The message of Parshas Bracious, and I guess most of Parshas Noach, the Ramban is basically describing the need of the Torah for everything before Avram Avinu. He'll describe Avram Avinu when we get there. That's how God deals with the land from time immemorial. When the Torah goes out of its way to tell us a story in next week's Parsha, that Kinan was cursed by Noach, Obviously, Kinan can't inherit Eretz Kinan. Eretz Kinan is Eretz Yisrael. He, he's a bad person. Can't be. Aval Yeshu Abdei Hashem Zera Ohavo. Says the Ramban, the purpose of Parshas Bracious and Parshas Noach are not the details. The purpose of all the stories in Parshas Bracious and Parshas Noach is to teach us one rule. The rule is what we refer to as Schar Onesh. The rule is, if you worship God, you can stay where you are You can be rewarded. If you sin, you're going to be exiled. And so the Ramban agrees with Rashi. The Medrash is correct. People who sin... Do not merit the land of Israel. People who sin do not merit the chosen land. We, and obviously in current events, God is telling us we have to be better, each of us, not the other person, but each of us. But what's clear is that the subhumans have no claim to Eretz Yisrael. They had a claim. God gave it to them originally. And then thousands of years ago already, they sinned, and God took it away from them and gave it to us. 
God took it away from them because they're sinners and he gave it to us because we're Ovdeh Hashem. And obviously we need to be better Ovdeh Hashem, but that's the first message of the Ramban. The first message of the Ramban is that the first Rashi in the Torah is correct, but it's not to be understood the way we understood it as some kind of, you know, general statement. The first Rashi means it's true. No one understands Sefer Bracious. No one really understands Sefer, uh, I'm sorry, Parshas Bracious. No one really understands Parshas Noach. But the message of the not understanding is one thing that is clear. If you're bad, God exiles you. And if God exiles you, you're out, and Klal Yisrael gets it. Okay? That's the first Ramban I wanted to do with you. A second one, unrelated, I mean, there's so many Rambans and Bracious, we could do this for hours and hours, but it, it's fascinating. At the end of the first parak of Bracious, the Torah tells us an interesting story. Right, basically, take dominion over the land. Continues the Torah. Right? What can man eat? Man can eat vegetation. Man can eat fruits and vegetables. Man can be a vegetarian. What can't man eat? Apparently he can't eat meat. Okay, there's no prohibition on killing animals, but there's no permission for killing animals. Says the Ramban. Says the Ramban, and, and I have to admit it, even though I love eating meat, the Ramban here in Bracious does seem to speak highly of people who refrain from eating meat. Adam and Chavu were not permitted to eat meat. They can eat vegetation. Okay. Um, but obviously when Bnei Noach came after the Mabul, God permitted them to eat meat. Okay, that's a Rashi. The Ramban agrees with the general idea. It's a Beferish Apostle in the Torah that after the Mabul, God says to us, now you can hunt animals and eat them, but not before. And he says, okay, that's the correct shot. Now, there's a technical point that Ramban wants to address. Did human beings and animals eat the same exact thing? Or was there a difference between them? So he says, Okay, I gave them vegetation. There's a machlokis between the Rambam and the Ramban whether animals and human beings ate the same things. The Ramban thinks, no, animals were not allowed to eat fruit. Animals just ate vegetation. And we were allowed to eat fruit. But either way, the sense you get is that in the Bria, in the original plan, there was a, more of a continuum than there is now. Meaning, you know, there's minerals 
and then there's, there's vegetation, and then there's animals, and then there's human beings, you know, in certain way, like a continuum. Yes, man is better than animals, but since they share so much, you know, man is not allowed to kill animals. So the question is, what changed after the Mabul that, told, that, that allowed God to tell us, now we're allowed to eat animals? So I skipped a few lines, and here goes. Um, right? Meat wasn't permitted to human beings until after the Mabul. Now, now why? So he says, Animals, he said, have some redeeming qualities, I would say. They have some character traits that remind them of human beings. They appear in certain ways to be similar to us, people who have intelligence. In what ways? So says the Ramban. Right? They can choose certain things. Right? Animals can like certain foods and not like other foods. Obviously, animals have an instinct to live, right? They have an instinct for danger that they run away from. Sometimes humans and, and animals, says the Pesach in Kohelet, you know, you can't tell the difference. Sometimes. When humanity sinned and animals sinned as well, right? The Torah tells us it's not just human beings who sinned. Animals also became sexually deviant before the Mabul. Right? They were supposed to all die. This, I think, is the key point. Says the Ramban, animals were not saved because they merited being saved. Animals were saved because the world needs animals, because Noah needed animals, because he needs donkeys and he needs sheep and he needs all the animals to work with and to create a new world with. But they were saved only in the zchus of Noah. Natan lahem rishut lishchot v'le'echol ki kiyumam ba'avuro. Because they were saved through the merit of Noah, God allowed Noah and his children, us, to kill animals, and to eat them. And the way I see it is, there's like a a tectonic shift. When the world was created, there was more of a continuum. And human beings and animals lived together, and the Ramban says in other places, you know, lions didn't exercise self-restraint in not eating human beings back then. It wasn't part of their nature. Animals had no instinct to kill human beings. We lived together kind of the way right, the way it's supposed to be in Yemos HaMashiach. The original world was people lived in peace. There was no instinct to kill each other. But then, after the Mabul, there became this, this shift. And human beings became higher on the food chain, and animals became lower. And the, the gap between human beings who have a nefesh maskelet, and we can speak, and we can communicate, and we can think, became greater. And at that point, God said, okay, you can kill animals. V'im kolzeh, nevertheless, lo natan ha-reshut b'nefesh. 
He didn't allow us to kill the nefesh of an animal. And we're prohibited from eating a bone from a living animal. The reason why we can eat meat, but we can't eat blood, is because blood represents the nefesh of an animal. And that, despite the, the heter of us to eat meat, remains prohibited. Etc. So says the Ramban, on the one hand, the, the heter to eat meat was a concession. But on the other hand, it was reflective of the new world. And in the new world, what had been a small gap between animals and human beings became a much larger gap. For some reason, we're promoted. For some reason, they're demoted. And because of that gap, God allows us to kill animals. Now, he allows us but in a certain way, what happens now? Vizot vizeta mashchita, says the Raman. That's why we have to shecht animals. God didn't give us permission to torture animals, right? The torturing of animals continues to be prohibited. Tsar balechaim, despite there's no posuk that says it, is also in Torah, says the, says the Gemara. Vizo birchatenu, says the Raman. That's why we make a bracha. It's strange. What's the bracha? What does the bracha mean? So there's many, many possibilities to what it means. The Abu Hav, the Abu Hav, I'm sorry, in the footnotes of the Shevel edition says as follows. Because we're prohibited from torturing or causing unnecessary pain to animals, the reason we make a bracha on shechita is not because God wants us to shecht every animal in the world. It's because God said, if you're going to shecht animals, be sensitive to their pain. And the, the process of shechita is the most painless way to kill animals. And so God turned what would have been a human instinct an uncontrollable human instinct to just kill animals, into a mitzvah satora. Again, not a mitzvah chiyuvit. If a cow walks past me and I don't slaughter it, I'm not in violation of any mitzvah satora. But if I do, I do it with the restrictions that God provided to me. I make a bracha ala and I do it in a way that causes the least amount of pain to the animal. Okay, that's the second Ramban. The third one is back to current events in a subtle way, but it'll become clear in a second. Says the Torah, if I could find it quickly. Says the Torah in, in Perek Vav. Vayiru b'neho elokim et b'not ha'adam ki tovot heina. Right, this is the beginning of the story of the Mabul. This is the beginning of the story of the downfall of human beings. And God's going to give us another 120 years. The Ramban sees something interesting here. What's going on? So I'll skip a little bit, and, and he says, Okay, now I'll have to read it. 
ki tovot heina means it's, it's a recognition of something. Like you see your friend's, your, your enemy's donkey, ki kare kansi polifanecha. Kasher hine tovot yikhu otan lahem linashim baones. Because man saw that women were good, they took them against their will and they raped them. Visiper hakatuv hechamas. And the Torah teaches us the Hamas that they did. What does the word Hamas mean? So in this context, it means some kind of injustice. It's wrong to take women against their will. V'amar od, mikol asher b'choru, l'achnis hanisuot l'achirim, that they would take even married women. Now the Ramban points something out here, fascinating. Avalohiz kira katuv ha'isur bahem b'feirush. Okay, but what's the iser? How do human beings know that rape is prohibited? How do human beings know that taking a person's wife is prohibited? Says the Ramban, "Velo nigzar alehem haonesh rak al hachamas." God is going to punish humanity not because they were sexually immoral, but because of the Hamas, because of the injustice, because of the lack of ethics, because it's because it's obvious. Yes, they're Isure Torah, and we take them seriously, and, and we do every, everything we can to avoid them and to uphold them. But there's something else hints the Ramban. It's ethics. It's acting like a human being. And God is more offended by the inability of humans to act like human beings than he is by a violation of the halacha. Lefi shehu inyan muskal einenu tzarich Torah. Says the Ramban, our instincts, the thing that tells us that it's wrong to rape, the thing that tells us that it's wrong to behead children, it's not a halacha. It's human ethics. It's, it's right and wrong. And when a person violates that, says the Ramban, God gets angrier. That's a much worse behavior. And obviously, the word Hamas, you know, represents, I don't know why, terrorist organization would choose such an evil word other than the fact that they're evil and that's the point the Ramban makes and it's amplified we can get a head start on next week it's amplified in Pashas Noach the Torah says so there the Ramban is even clearer what does it mean Hamas so he says, "Who hagezel v'haoshek?" Right? It's some kind of, of theft and, and immorality. V'natan l'noach hatam b'chamas. Why is the Torah telling us the reason that God's going to destroy the world is because of Hamas? V'lo yiskir hashchatata haderech. Right? Human beings were bad. Why doesn't the Torah just say that? Says the Ramban, "Ki hachamas hu hachet hayadua v'hamefursam." Because Hamas represents, you know, the worst thing possible, the immorality of human beings. Because it's obvious. Meaning, I don't need a prophet to tell me that it's wrong to rape. I don't need a prophet to tell me that it's wrong to behead children. I don't need a prophet to tell me that it's wrong, wrong to massacre and to do all the things that Hamas does. It's obvious. 
And the Torah is more sensitive to the obvious things, to morality, to ethics, to how we should treat each other. The Torah is much more sensitive to that than even to halachos of the Torah. And therefore, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm going to destroy the world. Because Hamas is, is the reigning ethic of the world. And that's not acceptable. Okay, Yashkach, let's stop here. We basically saw the first Ramban on the Torah, which was fascinating, and the Ramban telling us that the story of God, the story of exile and reward, is what we're supposed to learn from Bracious and from a little bit of Noach, because otherwise we're not going to understand anything. We saw also the discussion of why meat became mutter to us, right? Originally, man and animals were closer to each other. After the Mabul, the gap became bigger, and man was allowed to, to kill and to eat animals within, within the rules of Tsar Baalei Chaim, doing it in a, in a way that doesn't pain them. And finally, we saw the beginning of the story of the Mabul at the end of this week's parasha and the beginning of next week's parasha, which God is going to destroy the world because of Hamas. Hamas you know, represents the inhumanity of human beings. And if human beings can't be inhuman, God destroys them. And thank God we are human, we'll continue to be human, we'll continue to be more human, and God should bring peace to us, and rachamim on us and all of Klai Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom to all. Shabbat shalom.